This presentation was from Yorks Australia 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit yorksaustralia.com.au. Does that sound good? Awesome. Sweet. I'm uh, Nick Manthorpe. I'm the Digital Strategy Director at DMG Digital Media Group. Um, if that name sounds familiar, it's because our Digital Creative Director, Joe Purvis, was just named Digital Person of the Year at the uh, Amy, uh, Amy Awards in July. With that shameless plug done, uh, let's start our talk. Now, after crafting this uh, speech with a few team members, the topic has expanded slightly outside the original topic area, but I'm sure that you will still enjoy it. The one thing about humans, um, you know, positive or negative, for better or for worse, is that we are primarily driven by emotions. Uh, as somebody living uh, for a few years now with a fiery uh, Colombian woman, I can anecdotally at least support this hypothesis from my own personal experience. But uh, regardless of whether the task we're doing is really something that's more efficient for us or not, um, subconsciously at the very least, we are constantly justi uh, justifying our behavior through our emotions. So even if something is beautifully designed from a user experience perspective, with all of the happy paths optimized and every pain path being addressed so it can guide the user back into a happy path, the user interface um, still plays a massive role in whether we, the user, accept this as an engaging experience. So UX and UI work in tandem with each other, even though we in the industry may tend to lend more value to UX sometimes. But even if we examine you know, the best designed contact form from a UX you know, structural perspective, if it's not presented nicely and doesn't align with the emotions in our mind to begin with, um, it just won't work. So it really comes down to this. You need to make sure, um, reassure, if you will, the user that they are exactly where they want to be. Uh, this can be reaffirmed a number of ways, as we know, through branding, color, layout, logo typography. Succinctness in the design always helps with this process of really helping the user identify that they're on the right path. One way to look at this is to think of UI as the boarding pass for the UX. Um, it essentially validates why you are where you are. So in this analogy, um, you're arriving at the gate at the airport because you have a planned trip ahead of you. Um, it has a certain expected outcome in the end, um, but you still need that boarding pass to get on the plane to get to where you want to be. So UI in this case acts as a conduit that both validates your choice. Um, sorry, UX acts as a conduit that both validates your choice um, and also reaffirms that you are doing something correctly. So it's really all about helping users uh, continue on their journey as seamlessly and intuitively or subconsciously as I like to look at it as possible. A disjointed experience full of pain points is obviously not going to be immersive, while an enjoyable experience can be highly immersive without the user really knowing it in the moment. So while a lot of people do say that you know, UI is obviously dependent on UX, um, I still maintain that they work in tandem together. It's more of a sort of continuum. So bad UI and great UX means those emotional humans I'm talking about um, won't really be connected to, to the product, let's say. Um, so as soon as you do have a letdown in that UI, um, everything you validated through the UX process becomes basically invalid. And conversely, if you have great UI but not very good UX, um, that purpose that you've designed for tends to become muddled, um, you know, if not lost completely. So if you're not really designing with a purpose in mind, um, you know, what's, what are you designing for? So in short, um, it's really about having an even amount of focus in both UX and UI to properly encompass the core needs of the company, of the company while addressing accessibility and readability for the user um, to make the final output much stronger together than just the sum of the UX and UI parts. 
So if we go back to this boarding pass analogy, um, if the UX is the plane, there's a predicted path to follow to the known end destination in terms of that user's objective to reach, while the UI is something that allows the person to successfully initiate and complete the journey, um, while also acting as reassurance during the entire flight um, that they are on the right path. Now, to go one step further, um, I'd like to sort of address how this plays into customer experience. So, you know, kind of um, looking at it from a more holistic perspective than just UX in that moment. So if we look at an example, sticking to the same analogy, let's look at uh, buying a plane ticket online. Um, whether it's through an app or through a, um, you know, on a computer, um, I'm sure we'll agree that there are some great websites and apps when it comes to booking, uh, you know, travel and website, you know, hotels and flights and everything. You could have experienced the greatest UX and interface designs out there while you're making your booking. In fact, the ease of the booking process, the excitement of an upcoming trip, um, you know, could have had a really emotionally positive effect on you. Um, again, talking about emotions. But if you arrive at the airport, you know, the airline's computer systems are down, meaning they've lost access to the information, um, you know, that you opted for that fast-track check-in, you've paid for extra baggage, and now you have to join this really long queue and wonder if they're going to double-charge you for your baggage. Um, that negative situation is probably going to impact your overall customer experience with that company um, a lot more than just that one positive booking experience did previously. So to pull it back to UX and UI... Um, we can see how you know, offering express check-in or the ability to choose a seat with extra legroom is just an extension of the easy, straightforward, um, you know, user-centered online booking process, um, and that these are efforts taken by the airline to offer a more comfortable flight experience from arrival to landing. Um, but you know, more granularly, good UI can also naturally transition outside of the original experience um, a user had to another experience with that brand. So... Um, this is more sort of wayfinding, I guess. But if you are at the airport and you know that you're flying with Jetstar, um, that logo and name are what you are looking for to guide you. And if that's not properly indicated, especially if you're in a rush, um, you know, that sort of poor UI decision, even if it's just not you know, great screens with saying Jetstar on it, um, is again going to impact your CX. So to bring it all together, um, UX, UI, and CX all affect each other um, in sometimes unpredictable ways. The important thing is to keep the user's needs aligned with the technology at hand at all times um, and look at the overall customer journey and experience, um, not just the particular path of the path, not just the particular part of the pathway um, that you may be involved in. So a product with a visually pleasing look and feel um, and the right creative aesthetics can make or break the success of a product, no matter the investment in UX. Um, and the UI really sets up that space for creatives um, to find their beauty and artistic tastes and bring that alive, obviously, to allow your users to connect with your product and your brand on a deeper level um, and ultimately have that engaging, immersive experience that we all want our, our customers and users to have. So when the user is using a product, it's the interface that evokes the emotions, um, and that's what's going to make them feel connected and highly immersed. But of course, um, it needs to be backed up by strong UX. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.